Welcome to Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone. Every man and woman has one. What's yours? And now your hostess, Miss Jocelyn Stone. Hello all, Jocelyn Stone here, another addition to Sick Addictions. Um, Miss Rebecca Love is not with me at this moment. Uh, yeah, she's on the other end of town and has people in town, so, you know, sometimes I get a little wild hair up my ass and decide I'm going to do a show on my own. Her and I have both done it, so um, I told her that I'd be doing this, though. Uh, my topic today is it was sparked. It's about doms and subs, um, dominant submission, um, ownership, what, uh, what you would tolerate, what, what you won't and what's acceptable and what isn't as everybody knows that listens to my show Everything is about communication and trust. I had a discussion with somebody the other day regarding, um, you know, if, if I was being hit with a flogger, there's no way that, you know, that's going to be a turn on. Well, you know, it's not always about sex. It's not all about sex. If you're taking a beating, and I love to be flogged personally, I think it feels fabulous. I know people that use flogging for um, back problems, bringing the blood to the surface, takes a lot of the pain away without having to do um, uh, painkillers. So there's there's a bunch of different things with with um, flogging and, and um, transfer of pain. If one part hurts, you can uh, make something else hurt and distract a little. So there's a bunch of different things. It is not all about sex, not at all. And um, there's this story that's been going around, around excuse me, um, about Jack Chapman, and they called him Tank. And he had an owner, Master Dylan, and his last name is H-A-F-E-R-T-E-P-E-N. Haferchapen? Something like that. Anyway, I'm bad at sounding stuff out. So um, he actually, Tank actually passed away. And when a lot of, and he was very, very young, you know, mid, late 20s. And when he passed away, a lot of things bubbled to the surface since he was owned by Dylan at the time. And Dylan had a household of different submissives. And um, as they started pulling information out how this house was run, uh, there's a lot that really kind of bums me out because some people when they want to submit, they want an owner, they want to belong to a house, a group, a good BDSM family. Um, when you're going into something like that, even uh, I've spoken many times about one-on-one. -on -one. So when you're doing one-on-one, -on -one, 
you figure out what it is you're looking for. The dominant should also be asking what it is a submissive is looking for and see if you two fit together like puzzle pieces. And in deciding that you're going to be an owner or be owned, there needs to always be a little bit of downtime. And I've said this before, I don't want to harp on certain things, but a perfect example, uh, a contract, working out a contract. I decide that I'm going to keep submissive Stanley, (laughs) my little chihuahua. I'm going to keep submissive Stanley and I'm going to require certain things from him. And these are on a daily basis, a weekly basis. Every single evening, he has to do certain tasks before bedtime. Um, But how long are we going to do this? And then revisit it. Everybody changes. We've all been in different relationships, very vanilla relationships, just a dating thing. After the first three months, that's the courting period. Then after those three months, you know, she starts wearing less makeup. She doesn't dress up all the time. Or um, he used to worry about talking to her and, you know, oh, I'm going to go out with the guys and watch the game. But then would you like to go out and do something? Now he's like, yeah, I'll I'll be back, you know, have dinner ready. You know, different attitudes change. And in time, you get comfortable revisiting a contract, a contract of being a submissive or a dominant, being owned or being owner, being a boyfriend or a girlfriend, uh, even husband and wife. You need to revisit certain things. You need to have those discussions, those topics, and it doesn't need to be a fight. It's just a discussion or a debate. Everything is give and take. So with that, with a contract, I would go with three months to start with. And then after that, some things will be renegotiated in the contract. Let's do another three months. Or maybe this time we'll go six months. And if I really like this submissive, and he really likes me and the way I treat him as his dominant, as his owner, and then go from there. So every three months, every, uh, I even know a couple at this point, um, married, have a little minions of their own and have a weekly meeting, a weekly meeting, just the two of them. And it goes, uh, the whole checklist, the household, the children, all the basics. And then it goes down into sex, sexual practice. You know, if, if she wants to fool around, if he's interested in something new, something different. So with this, they sit down and have a conversation once a week and they're ready to renegotiate for the next week. And if there's a topic that needs to be brought up, you know what, we were at that gathering and at that dinner and you were over talking to this person and I really didn't like that um, this certain topic was brought up and this was their opportunity. They set time aside. So one of the reasons why I'm bringing up contracts for vanilla and and, uh, kinksters 
is because when it came down to Tank and Dylan doing a contract, some of the things that came out regarding this contract was there was also a non-disclosure agreement. What? This is a relationship. Why would there be a non-disclosure? Why? That just makes absolutely no sense. Unless you're being brought into something. This is my brain thinking about this. I film. I do a lot of different things regarding filming. So a non-disclosure, I'm starting filming uh, 50 different clips for a new store that's going to be released in the next six months. And I don't want anybody talking about that. So when it comes to that certain topic of the new store, what we're filming, nobody discusses it. Just the the household, the people that are um, involved in it. And so a non-disclosure agreement was requested. Tank had to sign a non-disclosure agreement in order to be owned in this relationship and have Dylan as his master. That really confused me. And the thing that concerns me is people out there that want to be submissive and they automatically believe that the dominant, oh, well, you're dominant, you wear that hat. So, you know, you're always right or you know what's best. And a lot of times that's not the case. There's a lot of bratty doms out there that um, they're bullies. They're mouthy, they're mean and they're just bullies. And it, that isn't what a lot of subs are looking for. It could be what they're looking for, but they should know the difference between the different types of doms. So even though Tank liked Dylan and wanted to be a part and uh, be owned and be in a, a part of this household, um, it seems as though... What Dylan wanted, Dylan got, which is true. He was the dominant. However, there are safety factors that need to be addressed. The non-disclosure agreement really concerned me because that was out of the blue. It had nothing to do with a relationship. So that just made no sense to me. Should have thrown up red flags left and right. But also... Um, the, the one thing that actually, um, made Tank very ill and ultimately he passed away was body modifications. And he was injecting, um, silicone and fluids into his testicles and all this. You can read, you can read up on it. Um, but he ended up getting silicone poisoning and which ultimately killed him. And that is horrible because he just looked like a ginormous teddy bear. And um, I think that that his community and his house really lost an important, an important piece. And that just breaks my heart. But I've also seen different body modifications that people have done, females, that I've seen do branding where they heat up literally this iron 
and it has their initials or a symbol, something that they, you know, just put it over the stove and heat the bad boy up and lay it down on somebody's skin. It's a horrible, horrible burn. And then the scarification from the burn, when it heals, you've got branding. So uh, that is also a choice in your renegotiation and revisiting a contract. Are you the type of human being before you're even a submissive that is interested in being branded, being tattooed? Or let's say that a male submissive is a cross-dresser, loves to cross-dress, loves to have a good time. And, you know, this is how he and his dominant play. And um, she decides to make him into her version of the perfect male sub. And she has him go in and have a vasectomy. What about that? Now, that option of having children later on down the line, um, it closes a lot of doors. Because if you try to reverse a vasectomy, it, yeah, you're not, mm, it's not as easy as you think. So, with this, are you the type of human first that would do something like this? And if you are, then okay. Do you want to move forwards with it? And um, it it changes your world. I mean, I got my tubes tied a million years ago. And I had to go through therapy in order to have that done. And I always tell people, oh, yeah, I went to the vet and got fixed. And that's the way it is. I went in. I, there was a line of us, you know, and the doctor was just doing um tying these tubes and everything. You know, they had to cut me in a couple of places and it sucked for about two weeks and then I was fine, you know, got over the stitches, got over the pain, but there's no going back. What if somewhere in there, my best friend wanted, um, you know, me to uh, be a surrogate or something like that? I actually had that asked of me once, so that's why I'm saying it. Uh, you just... You never know what's going to come up. And are you sure you want to take something off the table permanently? Or do you want a permanent scar, permanent tattoo? Uh, there's a lot of things you, when asked by a dominant to do any of these, then you really need to think about yourself as an individual. Is this something that I would do or am I just doing it to please this person? Yes, I should always keep my dominant happy, but there is a line. There's a line. So with contracts, revisit a contract. I mean, we all have either watched sports. I'm not really big on sports. Although now I do follow the Golden Knights like a psycho. So I'm definitely into hockey. I've always liked hockey, but um, I never followed a team. So, but as they're moving into Las Vegas and um, being traded from one, from one team to another, since this was a new team that they formed in Vegas, uh, they signed the contracts 
and then go from there. After, you know, one year contract, two year contract, whatever it is, they revisit. So the owners may not want this person anymore or this person may not agree with the contract and argue it till he gets what he wants. He or she gets what he wants. So when it comes to that, always leave yourself space to remember you are an individual because something that happened, I mean, Tank ultimately gave up his life for these injections and, um, and going for certain things that Dylan was into. But he wasn't thinking about his own safety. And if it comes to branding, silicone injections, um, anything like that, what type of research did the dominant do? And or is the dominant saying, hey, you need to do the research on all of this and we're going to sit down and talk about it. And I really like uh, Prince Albert. I really like Prince Albert's on boys, especially submissive boys, because I like to put a little chain through there or a ribbon or something like that and pull them around by the head of their dick. I am entertained by that. In my normal life, in, uh, you know, just regular dating, stuff like that, I've always wanted to have sex with somebody with a Prince Albert, and I never have. However, I've played with a lot of submissives that that have this. So it's just something that I really, really, really like. Now, is a submissive that I decide to entertain keeping is he okay with piercings? Is he okay with a piercing in the head of his penis? Because now motherfucker's going to pee like a sprinkler, you know, and he doesn't have a choice. He has to sit to pee from that point forwards. So there's a lot of things to take into consideration. <laughs> I love, I love body modifications and stuff. Don't, don't get it twisted. I'm tattooed for a reason. And I've had my tongue pierced, my nose pierced, and my ears, stuff like that. Never did my belly button though. Don't know why. Yeah, never did it for me. Never did. So with choosing, with choosing the fact that you want to be owned or move forwards with um, certain modifications or something you're not really into? Is it something that can be reversed? Like a Prince Albert can be taken out. No big deal. Is it something that can be reversed? And there's so many, um, now due to the convention that just happened and everything and being around a lot of dominance and, um, and, beautiful submissives that I got to visit with that I hadn't seen in a while and all of this. Talking to vanilla people about being around some of the, some of the people that I'm friends with and I hang out with, I noticed a, a little bit of a trend when it came down to, oh yeah, this person is dominant and I'm like, oh, yeah, she's videoed and I know her and I really like her. Yeah, she walked up and nut checked my buddy. And I'm like, she did what? You never lay hands. And this is just going to kind of be a recap. Um, you never lay hands on someone unless you, number one, know them. Two, 
Um, they ask you because it's a trust thing. Just because I'm dominant does not mean that I get to strike someone. I love ball busting. Don't get it twisted. Love it. So much fun. But I'm never going to walk up and like nut check somebody just for the fuck of it and go, well, I'm dominant. So you have to tolerate it. Dude, if I do that, I deserve, deserve to get punched in the face. I do. Or get cunt punched. One of the two. If I'm going to ball check somebody, I deserve to get cunt punched without being asked if I want to. Because I just laid down that that whole option. Oh, we don't have to ask questions here. You know, you do whatever you want. So I noticed a lot of that going around and I didn't like it at all. I did not like it. I'm like, oh my God, what are these people doing? So I'm actually, the people that I heard this about, there were actually two of them. I will be forwarding this podcast over to them and say, there's a couple things you might be interested in. Because bottom line, that's just abuse. You don't just walk up and hit somebody. You don't use a being dominant. You're in control and you have to be in control of a lot of things all at once. And that's the, the role you chose. So in order to be respected, you need to give respect as well. And the ultimate form of respect is somebody wanting to submit to you because they trust you so much that they want to submit to you. See, and when it came to Dylan and Tank actually submitting to him and giving him such unbelievable trust, it just, it breaks my heart that um, the research, obviously the research was not done regarding the silicone and it was not monitored. Everybody's body is different. Some people um, with scarification, they keloid and it, it becomes this very large raised um, scar. Other people, eh, you may have to do it two or three times. So, but monitoring and taking somebody into a doctor, knowing that you are the caregiver, you are the dominant, you are there to take care of your minions, your people. That That is such a, an undertaking, you know? And the fact that Dylan failed so miserably to the point that his submissive passed away. That's just horrifying to me. The education wasn't there. He was a fucking bully. Um, he didn't want anybody to talk about what was happening in the household because they had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Well, that right there tells me, dude, you knew what you were doing was wrong, you know, and uh, unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. So um, the trust, there is trust 
that has to be given. You have to, you know, get on your knees and, and give all of you from A to Z. You have to give it willingly and want to give it to this person, to the dominant. And when it comes down to it, you can't, there's going to be rules and, and you, you can't forget that you are a human being as well. And sometimes the dominant might forget. So making sure that your contract is um, where you have a little bit of downtime, whether it be an hour once a day to talk to your family, to talk to your best friend, um, or once a week, you have a four hour period where you, and I'm assuming if you live with your dominant, you know, where you have your downtime and you get to be just a normal everyday person functioning in society. You need to have that. You absolutely have to have that. No question. But then also I want to take it and flip it slightly because this is a another conversation that I had and why I kind of added all these things together because I don't want to harp on one thing with Tank and Dylan um, because there's so much to it. And I've seen submissives uh, because the dominant allows them to be an individual. There's sort certain... Uh, ways of speech, you know, yes, mistress, no master, that type of thing. Um, but if a dominant sees that their submissive is misbehaving, not doing what they're supposed to be doing, then it also behooves the dominant to call a meeting and say, we need to review your contract. If you can't respect, um, if this submissive is an assistant and let's say I've got him on set with me and, but he keeps oogling the girls or being chatty when he's supposed to, uh, be working, being my assistant, then, and the paperwork isn't done right or something's amiss because he was too distracted. Well, you know what? You're here because I needed a person to fill that that position. But if you're not up to par anymore, we need to review this contract. So a, a dominant needs to watch and see if a submissive is actually misbehaving. Uh, something that I see that's very interesting a lot of times is a sub will... They will try to find another owner, another dominant, before they're done with their contract with their current one. So I've seen that cause a lot of problems. And now I'm just going to point it out because when it comes down to it, uh, the submissive is being, you know, just a little Sam, a smart ass masochist. So either you're going to put them in check or you're going to release them completely. But the dom that gets them next 
that person needs to be questioned on their, um, you know, their procedures, their tact, how they how they run their house. Is this what you really want? Is um, to be friends or be around or be known as somebody that um, snatches up submissives or, oh, she's got him trained really well, so I can just bring him in and he's already trained. Wow, that doesn't say much for you, does it? So now if uh, if a sub has has been released from contract for whatever reason, I've even seen a dom move, like leave the state. Well, the sub didn't go. He still had his regular job and maybe owned a house or something like that and in California or Arizona. And then the dominant moved to New York. Well, guess who's no longer owned? So being careful with um, someone else's property. Perfect example, just like if I have all of my toys laid out and I'm at an event or um, I have my flogger laying next to my purse and um, you don't touch somebody else's toys. You You don't do that. You don't touch somebody else's submissive. Now, I play with other people's submissives, but it's funny because I don't keep them. If I wanted children... I would have had them and I don't. So I'm not going to replace uh, that void in my life with a sub. Uh Uh-uh, I'm too self-centered for that shit. But I love to babysit. And I have had the pleasure of watching over some submissives that these dominant women have, you know, hey, he really gets along with you and you've always been respectful to me. So would you like to take him for the evening? Would you like him to be your little minion for the night? And I've said yes. And it's fabulous because, of course, the um, the dominant, you know, she gets a night off. And gets to go out, have fun, do whatever, knows her sub is in good hands. And then when he goes back to her, it's like, oh, yes, I had a wonderful time. This is what we did, you know, and, and it's a respect thing. So, and a lot of times in order to figure out how the respect should go, think about it like it's somebody's child. Because if you think about it, I mean, come on, it they are like children. You got to tell them what to do, how to do, when to do. There's a certain way that you get everything done. There is always a twist and turn, you know, you got to keep mommy happy or you got to keep daddy happy. So with that stuff, um, if you wouldn't treat somebody's child a certain way, then you wouldn't do it with a submissive. You know, they still have the parent to answer to. So, yeah, I've I've heard about so many subs kind of trying to land a new dominant going, oh, well, I'm really not getting what I want out of, out of this relationship and this contract anymore. Okay, yet again, another reason why you renegotiate your contract every three months, six months, 12 months, you choose. 
I like three months personally, but um, it's just long enough to know if somebody's going to be a little shit. So, uh, but yeah, you don't play with somebody else's toys. And if a, if a sub starts saying, hey, this is what I want, you know, um, he or she needs to be out of contract before ever having conversations like that. And um, if I found out that my submissive was having conversations like that, I'll tell you what, he'd be released immediately. And that's all there is to it because that is like the ultimate betrayal. And now I don't trust you. And it's all about communication and trust. So, and the communication and trust goes so deep that when it comes down to it, any type of body modifications and stuff, um, any illnesses, that all falls under, you know, your dominant caring for you. And I don't like to hear things like what happened to Tank. And again, his name is Jack, and he was known as Tank, Jack Chapman. And uh, yeah, he was... He looked like a fun, fantastic person. And it just breaks my heart that, you know, the the lifestyle that I'm in love with, that I love to be a part of on film, off of film. Um, I, I've gone to events. I've traveled around the world doing different things with BDSM and all the kinksters and educating on the podcast and all of that. It breaks my heart when somebody gets hurt. And in this case, killed because they, their supposed keeper, their caregiver, the one that should take care of them no matter what, just didn't care. And that just kills me. So please, if anybody has any questions, if I don't know the answers because there's so much not anybody not one person could have all the answers. There's no way. But if anybody's curious about getting into a relationship or being collared, doing a contract, living living with somebody, whatever, oh my God, if you're a vanilla person and just have questions on how to communicate, different ideas, send a review, send me an email, my my blog is free, so it just go to jocelynstone.com and go to the contact me page. And but yeah, we've got to watch out for each other and we gotta keep each other safe. And I mean in regular vanilla relationships as well. So that is yeah, that's the kind of the point that I wanted to get across is Communication and trust, and it's in every relationship, even friendships, when it comes down to, you know, one dominant playing with the other dominant's plaything, her little toy. I take pride in the fact that another dominant would trust me enough, not just the submissive, but another dominant would trust me with her most valuable possession, that is a compliment. And I, yeah, it's happened a few times and it's, oh, 
it's like heaven. I, I'm walking around on cloud nine when that happens. So yeah, take care of each other, support each other and learn, educate and anything I can help you with, leave a review, ask a question. I am here to, if I can't answer it, I will find out who can and get you the information that you need or in contact with who you need. And that is the way that we support each other, our community, the adult industry on Adult Film Star Network, where the sex goes straight to your head. You choose which one. Please, please, Mr. Marvin, have a seat on the couch. Um, okay. This is my first therapy session, Dr. Thumperface. Please relax. Now, tell me about your mother. That's sort of personal, don't you think? Okay, well, uh, well, word association. Say the first thing that comes to your mind. Yellow. Goldfish. Sexy. Goldfish. Nine-person anal gangbang. Uh, goldfish. Ah, Mr. Marvin, why are you here? Well, the truth is, Doc, I'm into some stuff, and I don't know if it's, well, normal. Oh, Mr. Marvin, there isn't anything such as normal when it comes to sex. In fact, here's a prescription. Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone? New episodes every Tuesday. Listen to that at least once a week, and you will see that everybody has something that they are into. Okay, Doc, I'll give it a try. Well, our time is up. Seriously? I want to talk more about goldfish. Our time is up. Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone. New episodes every Tuesday on adultfilmstarnetwork.com. So, uh, Mr. Marvin, you can tell me. What is your special interest? Well, I'm into PB. PB? I, I must admit, I have not heard of that. Yeah. Peanut butter. Oh, Doc. I just love to... Next patient! <laughs> <laughs>